All right. Welcome, 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 one and all. First off, before, if you didn't know, now you know, you are listening to KSMC Moraga 89.5 on your dials. And if you are one of the cooler ones or a longtime listener, thank you. And once again, welcome. And uh, if you want to listen live, tune in.com. And uh, if you are too busy or you actually have a job, unlike us students, there's uh, always the podcast form. If you follow me or if you want to know, I will uh, let you let you know. So first and foremost, welcome to the Time Out Show. I am your host, Mr. Tucker McClary. What is up? Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Happy wild and wacky. Up here, at least in the Bay Area, it's a wet Wednesday. It's been kind of drizzling at the very best, but hey, you know what? I like it uh, a little bit gray. It gives me uh, in the kind of snuggling mode to curl up and read a book and uh, put on way too many jackets, so I am super warm and uh, drink some coffee as well. So I know last week we took a detour with my special guest, Carlos Torres. Once again, thank you very much. But this week, we are back on track, baby. We are hitting you with the sports news, the headlines, the games, the big big free agent signings in the NFL, in case you didn't realize it. The free agency started today, which we have gotten some really big contracts, some really big players. And if you're a Giants fan like myself, New York Giants, we have got some really big defensive pieces, and the day is not even over. And we still have the draft on top of that. So with that being said, without further ado, we're going to hop right into, as I mentioned, the free agency. So there has been some very big uh, movers and shakers among this offseason, this free agency, technically. So first and foremost, for the Giants, the biggest thing, in my opinion, was to re-sign Jason Pierre-Paul. Now, granted, he blew his hand up with a fireworks incident last year, and uh, he came back after staying silent, which I thought was a little weird. However, when he did come back, he came back with... uh, a different outlook on his career, on his life, and on his um, talent, I would even say. But uh, anyway, he came back later in the season and proved that he was still <clears throat> in good shape, in playing shape, or I guess in starting shape. And he showed himself worthy, and uh, the Giants have re-signed him, which I think is huge because <clears throat> he is one of the... Uh, I'd say unspoken leaders or maybe the uh, more loud and boisterous speakers. He's going to let you know what's up. But um, that's one of the bigger signings for the Giants. Some of the other bigger names on the move, actually. First off, quarterback Brock Osweiler, the backup to the former MVP and the former Denver Bronco and then the former Indianapolis Colt, Peyton Manning who had started a few games this year, Osweiler that is, and showed himself that uh, that showed himself worthy of maybe more than just riding the bench. And so he was going to be a unrestricted free agent after this season and the Broncos in my opinion may have let him go 
a little too early because with Peyton actually officially announcing his retirement this year, <clears throat> that means the Broncos have a gaping hole in the quarterback position. So watch for them to make a big move or draft a new quarterback, which I think would be uh, difficult, especially for that team, to draft a uh, rookie quarterback and put him in. However, that defense and the offensive line protected Peyton, and even though he had a very, very crappy year, I don't care if you're a fan of Peyton or not, it was a very poor performing year for him. But with that being said, Osweiler is now with the Houston Texans. So he went to, <clears throat> I think, one of the weakest divisions. I believe the Texans are in the AFC South, which is quite literally a joke with the other teams as well as a uh, a non-winning record won the division this past season, which any division that doesn't have a winning division, I think, at least for that year, was underperforming or shouldn't technically get into the playoffs. But anyway, so good luck to him in Houston. There's a... I feel like there's a franchise trying to rebuild, and I think Osweiler is a step in the right direction. If you have a good quarterback, you can draft some good weapons for him or even, for that matter, some offensive linemen so he stays on his feet and has time to throw. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. One of the other bigger names who just re-signed to Tampa Bay, Doug Martin, or as he is nicknamed, the Muscle Hamster, he has re-signed to Tampa Bay, a running back. He's been four years in the league, and he's shown himself a uh, a lot of upside to him. I uh, actually drafted him this year in my uh, fantasy football league, and he did not he did not underperform. So that was really nice to see. Uh, another big big uh, announcement was Matt Hasselbeck of the Seattle Seahawks and then the Tennessee Titans and before that the uh, Indianapolis Colts. He has announced his retirement and he will work alongside his brother as an ESPN analyst now. So moving on to other big names for the New York Giants technically. Uh, Oliver Vernon, the defensive end from Miami, has just been signed with the New York Giants. Now, as a fan, I am loving to see all of these defensive free agent pickups because our defense was quite possibly the worst. Without any true pass rusher, we got torched quite a lot. And I'm talking a lot. Even if you're not a Giants fan, you'll know that our defense was laughable at the very best. <clears throat> so, with that... Uh, that's a few of the free agents that um, <clears throat> have signed so far. There are quite a lot of free agents still available. Uh, one of the, before I shift gears, one of the other bigger names, the Lamar Miller, the running back out of Miami, has just signed to Houston. I am interested in seeing how Houston goes this year because they haven't been good for quite some time and even when they were good they come to the playoffs and uh, just leave it all on the field and I'm not talking about a good effort I'm talking about something else 
So, with that being said, I am extremely excited about this year for the Giants uh, with Ben McAdoo as the new head coach and Tom Coughlin somewhat asked to retire and somewhat asked to leave. It was kind of an interesting exit, in my opinion. I think he played the cards that he had, and unfortunately, uh, it wasn't dealt in his in his side of things. But I'm interested to see Ben McAdoo actually take over the head coaching job after being the offensive coordinator for a few years now. I want to see Eli pick pick up where he left off his offensive numbers jumped up this past year specifically. I think he's finally getting used to and um, ready with this West Coast offense from an extreme change from what it was before. I'm interested in in seeing who they draft because, honestly, I would like to see uh, a young defenseman or an offensive lineman who can actually protect, who can protect Manning. And... uh, but at the same time, maybe second round or third round, draft a wide receiver and then a running back. Now, the running back, it's still yet to be seen if we're going to continue this running back by committee, which I definitely disagree with, but I'm not an offensive coordinator of any professional team. But um, as we had seen this last year, it didn't really work out because no running back could be named the number one, so you couldn't get his momentum going, and you couldn't get that um, that feel for the game or the feel for the season, for that matter. It just makes me uh, nostalgic looking back in with Ahmad Bradshaw and um, Kevin J- or Jacobs, who were just the one-two punch that ran people over, literally. And uh, with that, um, that pretty much sums up the free agent signings that I think are some of the the bigger ones, some of the more interesting ones. There is still a lot of free agents on the table, and we still also have the draft coming up as well. So be on the lookout for players on the move still. Um, I know for myself personally, I have the notifications of ESPN and my phone has just been blowing up with all of these new deals, players in new teams, new cities. And uh, yeah, it should be interesting. The off season is actually starting off with a bang and becoming more and more interesting and exciting. So before we hop into some music, this weekend, we'll do a quick little plug. We have a Formula E race. Now, for our longtime listeners, you may have heard me talk about this before. If not, it is a uh, electric form, essentially, of Formula One cars. They look extremely similar to a Formula One car. They're all electric, and the, the races usually are around 30 to 40 laps, give or take, on the certain circuit that they're racing at. And the coolest thing that I think that the sport has going for it is around halfway, you have to trade cars because the batteries won't make it all the way through 30 to 40 laps. So they actually physically have to get up and out of their car, their car number one, and move into the car number two, which I think is awesome. So with that, this weekend they're going to actually be in Mexico City which held not too long ago a Formula One race. So I think it's cool to see um, 
the change in in uh, product, I guess you would call it, for this track and to see how the Formula E does there compared to Formula One. So that is March 12th, uh, so this weekend. You should check it out uh, either a day or two days after they have a full hour recap of the race. And that's the other cool thing. It, it, it isn't like a, a four-hour commitment. The races usually take from start to the finish, finish it's uh, about an hour. So if you have a free hour or if you're bored or if you want to check out something new, cool, and exciting, check Formula E out. And now with a, um, a guest suggestion or with a fan suggestion, this is The Devil Makes Three with Do Wrong, Do Right. Pair and Sullivan's... Yeah, we lay it down tonight. If you're gonna raise a ruckus, one word. 
So that second song there was Major Laser and LaRue with Bulletproof. So changing gears, shifting gears, whatever you want to say. We are headed to the ice. 
with some hockey news. So as of last night, I uh, watched at least some of the Rangers-Sabres game, the New York Rangers and Buffalo Sabres. And I'm going to say the first period was impressive, and then we kind of turtle-moded it, or we just kind of did not defend or play offensively. Luckily, they came out with a win 4-2, to two, but to give you an idea, the Rangers started off being up 3-0. I thought this game was going to be a, an easy win. The Sabres pulled their goalie, put in their backup, and... Uh, what happens next is, I don't know if it's more telling of the Sabres or if it's more telling of the Rangers. They score 3-1 to one real quick, and then it's 3-2. to two. And then finally, in the third period late, we get an empty netter, so it finishes out 4-2. to two. But uh, it was a bit of a nail-biter. But as uh, I've been told and I've been, re- and I've been reading... At least on the uh, the forums, that that is the Rangers' way. That's what I've kind of grown accustomed to. We decide to play up or down to the level of the team that we're playing. With that being said, last Friday there was the most impressive win that I've seen and most impressive game, at least through the highlights. I was at a reunion. However, the Rangers beat the Washington Capitals. And it was amazing because as the Rangers are one of the biggest rivals to the Capitals and vice versa, all of those games that were played this year were close-ish. Some of them, their their Capitals ran away with it, but that's neither here nor there. So with that being said, we are in the final, final stretch with the trade deadline up and new players on uh, contending teams and some players just moving to teams that are looking to play golf in a few weeks. So the biggest move for the New York Rangers was picking up Eric Stahl from the Carolina Hurricanes. Now the biggest thing was we already have Mark Stahl, there's four brothers, and Eric Stahl was drafted by the Hurricanes and he won a Stanley Cup with them I believe back in 2006. And now he's a slight bit older. However, he still has some juice left in him. At least I think so. So that was the biggest transition for, or the pickup for the New York Rangers. Sliding over more to the Bay Area news for the Sharks. They picked up uh, Polak, Roman Polak, another guy from the Leafs. And actually a uh, they traded their goalie away for Reimer, who last night had quite an impressive win, a shutout to be exact, against the Edmonton Oilers. Granted, the Oilers are in rebuild mode massively, but a shutout is a shutout, and for Reimer to have his first debut with the Sharks be a shutout was quite impressive. Now, with that being said, we're going to demonstrate or show the uh, the points of the conferences, both Western and Eastern. We'll start off with the Eastern. Do you love me? 
So that second song there was Sunriser, When You Were With Me, uh, with me, excuse me. Um, so changing gears yet again, we are sliding into some spring training baseball, trying to uh, heat up this cold day for myself at least, thinking of Arizona and all that, uh, the sun and the heat. So first off, these spring training games, at least way early on, they are all about prospects and uh, basically knocking off all the rust, getting out of the winter, opening up the spring, changing seasons, and uh, getting geared up and ready to rock and roll. Because this year, I have high hopes, especially after seeing the massive disappointment that was the Oakland A's season last year. I think uh, we've geared up, we've changed... Uh, We've, we've picked up some players, we traded some players, and I think we are back to our winning ways, at least cross, our, cross my fingers for that. But I was going to spotlight a uh, specific prospect that I think is going to have a big year for the A's. He's definitely going to be called up, and if not, he's going to have a great year in AAA and hopefully get called up in a couple of years, but we will see what happens that person is Franklin Barreto. He is the shortstop, the number one prospect for the A's. And uh, I think he's going to have a big year this year. He's got the power and he's got the range to be a great shortstop. The problem is we have a plethora of shortstops to begin with, including but not limited to Jed Lowry and uh, Eric Sogard. So we'll see where he fits in in that place. Hopefully he can uh, shift around and pick up somewhere else. But uh, we'll see about that. I, I definitely am saying right now he's going to have a 
really big year this year, and I think he is the one to watch, as well as Billy Burns. He's got the speed that we saw that last year, but um, I think he is going to um, definitely pick it up this year. But uh, to give you an idea of where Barreto came from, we actually picked him up uh, for the trade in which Josh Donaldson went to Toronto in the winter of 2014. And uh, he's actually trying to emanate uh, Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera, who I think is a, uh, a good person to emulate. I'm not a fan of his because he has definitely torched us in years past, and he's with the Tigers, our biggest foe in the playoffs. So I think uh, it's a good person to emulate. Hopefully he can perform up to the level of Cabrera, and uh, we will see. So just to give you another idea of some of the old names that I think are going to have big years or at least come back from a uh, down year last year, Sonny Gray, he had a great year. That was the one shiny spot of last season. Josh Reddick is coming back. We traded for Jed Lowry. He's coming back from the Houston Astros. Coco Crisp, he had an injury-riddled year last year. We'll see if he can uh, pick it right back up where he left off. Yonder Alonso, I believe we picked him up on the offseason. Sean Doolittle, he has to find his old ways. He needs to bring the heat yet again as he used to. Stephen Vogt, he's got everything down. He's actually homered a couple of spring training games ago just to show that his elbow surgery didn't affect him that much. Eric Sogard, he, he just has that great defense. We have Ryan Madsen, who he picked up from the Angels on the offseason. Billy Butler, who supposedly has lost weight and had actually gotten LASIK eye surgery to fix his eyesight, or he had already had one and needed it fixed. So hopefully he can actually see the ball now. We'll see if that happens. Danny Valencia coming over from the Blue Jays. We have Marcus Simeon, who had a good year last year. Hopefully he picked it up on the offensive side of things. Billy Burns, as I mentioned before. Rich Hill. We'll see how he does. He's a pitcher. We have... Yet again, a plethora of great-looking pitchers who all can be starters on certain teams, but we'll ha someone has that tough decision of who gets that top five starting rotation. We have Liam Hendricks, another pitcher. Chris Davis, who we picked up from the Brewers, which I think was one of the biggest, if not the biggest, pickup for the A's this offseason. We'll see how he does. He's got a big bat. Granted, it's not the Chris Davis of the Orioles. It's the other Chris Davis. Jared Parker coming off of two um, Tommy John surgeries. He's trying to work his way back into either a bullpen situation or a starting pitching position. We'll see how he does. I'm not, not entirely sure. We have Chris Coughlin, outfielder. Kendall Graveman, who showed himself worthy last year as a pitcher. And uh, Mark Canna, who yet again showed himself worthy as well last year. And, um, yeah, those those are some of the players that I think will have great years or will definitely um, excel having a different 
uh, environment or a different team to play with now. So good luck to all of those players and good luck to all of the players at spring training trying to make the team or show them worthy of at least a triple A AAA or a minor league position. With that being said, this Saturday actually 5-7 to seven in San Francisco at the Epicurean Trader, there's free vermouth spirits tasting. So drop by SF's Best Specialty Food and Craft Spirits Store, the Epicurean Trader, for an opportunity to learn about vermouth and taste three very unique and delicious styles of vermouth. Obviously, it's 21 and over if that wasn't uh, inherent in that, but I feel like I should say that just to be, just to be safe. And uh, with that being said, actually earlier today, I felt very nostalgic and was watching some uh, 2012 um, highlights of the Oakland Athletics. And lo and behold, that's the year where we had Balfour, Grant Balfour, the reliever to finish all relievers. He threw fastballs like you couldn't believe, and his positioning of those fastballs was what made him so dangerous. So with that being said, this was his walkout song. So enjoy the uh, the throwback if you're an A's fan, and if not, just imagine a whole stadium rocking out to this song.
was formerly Grant Balfour's walkout song, and that was Metallica 1. So just imagine a whole stadium flailing their arms, rocking out, headbanging to that song as Grant Balfour walks out there with the ball to finish out the game. It was quite amazing. So if you haven't seen it, I would, I would definitely check it out, especially since uh, he was on that 2012 team that basically showed everyone being an underdog isn't always um, the worst thing that can happen, that with um, some success and hard work, you can pretty much prove anyone wrong or do anything you want. So on that note, I've got a quick quote for you. So it says, an entire sea of water can't sink a ship unless, it's get, unless it gets inside the ship. Similarly, the negativity of the world can't put you down unless you allow it to get inside you, which I think is a, a pretty big quote. There was no one who actually claimed to say that quote, but um, basically it's huge for, I think, graduating seniors specifically because it's like, sure, if you're looking at the rest of the semester or life after school, things can possibly look very, very dark or at least not um, not the greatest. So with that being said, basically just keep your head up. Make sure that even if 
someone says, no, we don't want you, or this isn't the job for you, that there is someone or some company or something out there that will say yes, and you just got to persevere and push through until you get that yes, we want you, or when can you start option that is when it all comes together and actually proves that you are um, worth all of that hard work and the effort that you put in. So now we are winding down for the last few minutes here. I would like to thank you all for listening. And um, with that, have a good rest of your weekend. Be sure to stay safe out there. If you're local, try to stay dry. If not, um, go out and see me in uh, San Francisco. I'll be walking around probably more than likely in a head-to-toe green outfit, but we'll see how that works out. And, uh, yeah, be sure to make, make sure to compliment someone today. I feel like that's, that's a big thing that I haven't seen or actually heard in a while. So with that being said, tune in next week. I will be here same time, same place. Thank you, and have a good Wednesday. Thank you.